Hey, welcome to 49ers Friday. That's Coach Johnston. I'm Grant Cohn. We're going to be here with you for about the next hour. He's in Brazil, but he's still, via technology, he is able to <laughs> talk to us about football from the other side of the country. How are you doing? Other side of the world, not the other side, other side of the country. I said country. <laughs> you did say- it's true. I did. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm learning new things about Brazil every day. <laughs> Not part of our country. All right, so th- we're going to talk today about a couple of coaches who might be making their way back to the 49ers this offseason, and we're going to talk about – well, I want to ask you a defensive coach, like solutions for the Niners' issues against, one, mobile quarterbacks, and what's how to fix Talanoa Hufunga, who was playing so well for a couple of months and now really isn't. But first – the title of the show is Why Brock Purdy is Playing Better in the NFL Than College. It's kind of a interesting phenomenon. I have a theory. I want to run it by you real quick. It's it's like an elevator pitch, okay? So let me put the uh, banner up and tell me what you think. And if, I was taking a shower, get ready for the show, and it occurred to me. What's interesting about Brock Purdy, he was at Iowa State. I'm not a big college football guy, but correct me if I'm wrong. Iowa State's just another school in the Big 12. Right? I mean, it's not uh, a powerhouse. Fun Fun fact, like, I, my freshman year in college was actually spent at Iowa State University. So I have, oh, wow. have a little bit of a, yeah, a little bit of connection there. Like, but I have some friends that are there. So I did know about Purdy beforehand because my – I have some good friends that graduated there. And, uh, you know, they uh, tout, have touted Purdy. In fact, when, I remember when Purdy first started, one of my friends, I messaged, uh, and he was like, interception coming. Um it did inter- that interception did come, but uh, I don't think it really affected. They won the game, but it's my assumption is correct, right? It's not a a, a Big Twelve power. No, 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 State. Big Twelve. It's a decent. Not, it's a decent team. It is a decent team, and no, it's it is not a powerhouse. No, by, by, it's a decent as, team. As, so, as Kyle would say, by no means. Right. So, like some weeks they have the competitive advantage in terms of talent over their uh, opponents. Some weeks they don't, and he was. A, a fairly successful quarterback in college. I mean, he didn't get drafted high, but he won a lot of games and put up good numbers, was a starter for a long time. Okay, but still, it was a struggle. If you look at his, his numbers in college, they weren't great, especially his like T to INT ratio. Now cut to the NFL. He happens to be on the best team in the league. Every week, they have a competitive advantage over their opponent. It must seem kind of, it must seem easier. Well, you're, well, before you're looking at like, you know, I got Brees Hall and a bunch of nobodies at wide receiver. Now I got George Kittle, Debo Samuel, uh, Brandon Ayuk, Christian McCaffrey. Like this actually, the way I look at it, it, it might even be easier for him in terms of, you know what I'm saying? I don't know. What do you think? Is it like, is it like Luka Doncic, Luka Doncic where he's like, it's easier to score in the NBA than, than in, in Europe? I'm just talking about the talent disparity. I felt like no, it's so, I, it was so even for him in college. And now it's like, he's actually has... He's on the best team. He's on. He's at Alabama right now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He's got. He's he's got weapons galore, right? Like he's got. He's got Ayuk, which I think most people believe is underappreciated, right? Um, he's yeah. got George Kittle, who prior he was an all he was an all pro tight end, and and now you know people forgot about him, and all of a sudden now he's having this rejuvenation under Brock Purdy, right? Yeah. Um, like. Uh, He's got an all-pro left tackle, or all like world Hall of Fame left tackle. Um, yeah, you know, pr- protecting him. He's got, um, you know, I, I think uh, Jennings, who's an underrated wide receiver. I mean, he's got. You're right. He has weapons galore and CMC, right? I mean, yeah. Um, and, and Debo hasn't even been. Debo hasn't has missed how much of the Brock Purdy run? Uh, maybe about seventy-five percent of it. 
Yes. Yes. Um, so, that's true. But, like, for example, I, I want to just compare Brock to the five quarterbacks who were drafted last year. Mac, uh, Zach Wilson, Trey, Trey Lance, Justin Fields, uh, Trevor Lawrence. Like, for each of those guys, you could argue that college was easier than the pros. I mean, those guys were on really good teams. Trey, especially. He was on the best team in his conference. Mac Jones on the best team. I mean, Trevor Lawrence. These guys, like, they had a rude awakening in the NFL because they don't have those teams around them anymore. Not that they're not talented enough to make the transition, but with Brock, kind of like I would compare it to Dak Prescott when he left, was it Mississippi State? Good good school, not not a dominant school in the SEC, and all of a sudden he goes to the to the Cowboys with Des Bryant and uh, Ezekiel. It's like, whoa, <laughs> I didn't have this in college. I think that's an underrated aspect of uh, quarterback scouting is, um, you know, the supporting cast. What do they have in college, and what are they going to in the league? Trevor Lawrence had a ton of weapons over, ton of over weapons. Clemson. A ton of um, weapons. Joe Burrow yeah. had a ton of weapons at LSU. Yeah. 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 So, so like I, I so I see where you go I see where you're going. Like he 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 was the focal point. Like if he didn't he was the focal point at, at Iowa. It was him and Brees Hall. Like he, it was him yeah, and Brees Hall. Was, him and David Montgomery. You know? That was it. Yeah. I, I believe they had a tight they had a tight end, I think he was was pretty solid. I, maybe. I think he's I yeah. I think he's I don't know maybe like a junior. Yeah, I think he might be like but, a junior or something now or a senior. I don't know, but they, was, not not to compare solid. Brock to like a Hall of Famer, but this when I was growing up, this was kind of like the Aaron Rodgers story. He went to Cal. Cal was nothing special. It was a school. It wasn't a bad school. He had some good players there, but he he like beat USC throwing to guys like Burl Toler and people who weren't in you know who never went into the league. So that was kind of amazing in retrospect. And I guess you know like Josh Allen, he he was winning at Wyoming. Freaking Wyoming. Like, that school's terrible. Um, now, there are examples of, of quarterbacks who went to powerhouses and work out in the NFL, like Jalen Hurts. and it, it, They come from all over, but I think it's worth noting quarterbacks in the future, guys who sort of elevate programs or are able to win at programs who are just middle of the road. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I bl- I think your I think your guy Colin Cowherd has a theory about a similar theory about. Oh, <laughs> seeing him try to downplay Brock Purdy these last few weeks is is not disgusting. It's uh it's hilarious and it's expected. He's trying to make the case that yeah. Jimmy's been better. Like, do you okay? So you don't watch the games because everyone who's watched the games would it says it's obvious the difference. You could argue the 49ers, if Jimmy played could have lost the game against the Raiders because Jimmy would have been sacked like five times. Yeah. I would agree. I would think that Jimmy would have gotten sacked a lot of times against Washington too. I mean, they might have lost to um, Miami if he if uh, Brock Purdy hadn't come in early. I'm just saying. Irfan says, do you see Steve Young compared Purdy to, to Mahomes? I did. Wow. Mahomes is the best quarterback I've ever seen, even better than Steve Young. Um, I don't know. Maybe Maybe he's right. That's a lot. I feel like every I feel like every week we're quoting Steve Young. Like it's just like I know. Oh, Steve Young Steve Young said this. Steve Young said this. Steve like said. he says a lot. <laughs> he says a lot. Zade said okay, so if he if if we're comparing him to Patrick Mahomes now, is there any other comparison that could be even higher than that? If he wins the Super Bowl, who do you compare him to? God? I don't <laughs> yeah, understand. Yeah, yeah. What's the next level? He's already yeah. at Patrick Mahomes right now. Okay. Well, and, and if you're comparing him to God, is that Joe Montana? I, in, 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 
I love how Steve compared him to Mahomes and not Montana. Everyone's, I compared him to Montana. Montana is the obvious comparison. And he's like, no, 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 no. I'm not giving Montana the satisfaction of Mahomes. That's petty. Petty. I, I haven't, I haven't watched. I love it. I, ha, I don't, I haven't watched your, your, the show, your show with your father this week. Like, and, shame uh, on I you. I don't think I watched him. Yeah. Shame on me. That's all right. But last week, what is, how does, what does your father, who does your father compare him to? If Penny. Um, I threw out the Montana comparison, and he liked it. I mean, I think Garcia is the obvious comparison, but I think the reason I, I, I tend to say Montana is the the calmness, the confidence in the okay. pocket. Like uh, Garcia was very frenetic in a good way. I mean, he he was all his, his feet were always uh, patent. I mean, he was everywhere, and it was fun to watch. But this guy's much more quiet and calm, like Joe. I would have to say. But that doesn't mean he's gonna okay. be Joe. Do right, people right, watch right, football? Yeah. Oh, go ahead. He doesn't need, but he doesn't need to be Joe, right? Like, no. Joe is probably with. He's arguably right. The I think most Niners fans probably have him at number one. But if he's not number one, he's he's number definitely two. in the top five. For, yeah, for sure, right? Like, yeah. Um, if if not number two, so like, if Brock's even even remotely close to that, I mean. Yeah, you got yourself a quarterback. Zade says, do people yeah. watch football in Brazil, and why do you live in Brazil? I don't live in Brazil. I'm just here a lot. Uh, and and He's not a player. He just uh, crushes a lot. Yeah. Do do people watch football in Brazil? Yeah, there is actually a, a community here in, in, in F, uh, here, a football community. There's like, there are like leagues here. Um, there is football, NF, American football wow. in Brazil. There's If you want to talk about world football, like, Soccer, football, there's a ton of that football here. I heard, you know, because they had people. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Next topic. That's it for Brock. We'll see if the game continues to be a cakewalk for him like it's been so far. So there are a lot of ways to defend mobile quarterbacks. It doesn't seem like the 49ers have found any of them yet. They're searching. Uh, you, you're a defensive coach. What are some ways that you would um, that you feel confident defending mobile quarterbacks what are your go-tos uh, i think i think what the struggle is right is like you want to be in you want to be in two man as you know to defend because a two man is going to help you defend depend the pass but um yeah. what's going to kill two man is scrambles what's going to kill two man is is scrambles right so yeah. you got to yeah. try to how can what can you do to fix that problem. And I think I brought to you was, was and real quick, if you don't know what two man is, that's man to man coverage with two deep safeties, two deep safeties, man to man coverage underneath. That's what it is. Very difficult to throw against that. Look, right. can't go deep. Everyone's covered underneath. It's really hard. Right. And, yeah. And yeah. What, what the main beater is for that. It's man. It's sorry. It's a scrambling quarterback. Cause he just waits for the lanes to develop. And then he just, there's nobody, nobody looking at him. The only one, they, the only ones that can see him are the safeties that are, you know, 15, 20 yards down the field. Niner fans receivers. just think Colin Kaepernick. It's, there's a reason he didn't get much man-to-man coverage is because no one could spy him, no one could catch him. Yes. Yeah. So I I gave you a link to the Georgia video, I think, a couple – That was great. Was it probably two yeah. weeks ago? And what and what Georgia likes to do is they – you know, now remember they're a base 3-4 defense. So yeah. what they like to do is they're going to still rush – they're going to rush four, but they're going to pick – they're gonna pick their fourth, their fourth rusher, and he's gonna be what they like a mirror, what they call a mirror spy. Mm-hmm. So he's going to 
he's mirroring the quarterback and then he's going to it's like an, a delayed Attack blitz almost yeah his best. so yeah, he's not he's like hanging back doing nothing yeah he's not gonna wait for the he's, he's not gonna wait yeah. for the quarterback he's gonna like Wait till till he sees the lane develop, and then he's gonna then he's gonna go attack the quarterback. So you're actually so essentially what they're doing is they have a spy. They have a, they have a spy, but it's an aggressive it's an aggressive mm. spy. They're mm-hmm. rushing. They're still a bit of rush four, and then play their two man under on the back on the back end. Um, and I think that's that could be a viable solution. Now the 49ers are not a base three four, so they're gonna have to do something a little different to to get to that right. So. Um, could they, they could potentially play you, you, they could play, I know they don't like it. They might not like it, but you could potentially play three, three down. And then you're added. Fred Warner is a good job of, of rushing. So Fred could be your, your, your other rusher. And then you could get Greenlaw and him at the field at the same time. I think, uh, I think in spot duties, I think Ebocom can be a capable, uh, I, I wouldn't want him to do it full time, but he could be in spot times. I think he could be a spy. On a on a court on a quarterback, I wouldn't, um, especially in this capacity where it's like a delayed where it's a delayed um, a delayed add on. Um, so, I I think that's a viable solution. You'd have to you'd have to uh, I don't bastardize it a little bit, but I, I think it's a viable solution. Um, Hold on, there's another I, I one that I saw it, that in that video that I thought was really cool too. There was another solution where they rush four, but you take the left defensive end. And you have them rush inside, sort of collapsing the pocket and forcing the scramble to the outside. Then you have a fifth uh, rusher add-on uh, that just keying on that. I mean, that was pretty clever too. I don't. I, I'm sure there are ways to beat it, but that might be effective once or twice a game. Yeah, I I'd agree. I, like I, I don't think, especially against these higher level quarterbacks like uh, Mahomes or something like you don't want to do because he can. You don't want to yeah. do the same thing over over sure. and over again. You got to you got to be able to mix it up. So you probably need a couple different solutions. Um, yeah. That's why, like, I think you had brought it up before. Just okay, close down the lanes, bring pressure. However, some of these mobile quarterbacks can can process and make throws. That's which, if yeah. you if you just send you just send guys at Mahomes, he's he's gonna find. No, guys that's not what you want to do play. against Mahomes. No, it's not. Gonna get it done. <laughs> no, no. Right? no. Uh, the same the same things about Josh. This Allen, is more right? effective like, against like Justin Fields or something like that. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and Kyler then, Murray. Yeah. Especially with especially with the Niners, where you're talking about um, the Niners need to, and I think we're going to get into this later, but they need to protect their guys on their back end, especially Hafanga. Um, so yeah. the more you start bringing pressure, the more you leave him exposed. That's true. That's true. Let me just say something real quick. I, I think there are little tweaks you can the Niners can do to defend mobile quarterbacks. And the, look, I, I've talked about this with Robert Sala on the phone a lot, and his philosophy with this was: once the quarterback breaks the pocket, you're screwed, pretty much. I don't want to put words in his mouth, but like, man, I mean, yeah. whether you got a spy or whatever, like you're at his mercy at that point. So the whole thing is keeping him in the pocket. Keep him in the pocket. Keep him in the damn pocket. So when I was watching that, you watched the, the Niners game against the Raiders. There's that play where Stidham breaks the pocket to his left and throws to Devontae Adams, and he's uncovered, and it's a 66-yard touchdown. It's like, well, you know, Talanoa probably should have plastered on him and did, shouldn't have. Okay, but – Really, the play broke down when Nick Bosa rushed too far upfield and and just gave up the huge B gap for Stidham to run through. So what Sala would say in that situation uh, is, the they lost when the DN rushed upfield. You got to not do that. And they won the game when Nick Bosa had that beautiful bull rush 
didn't give up the B gap hit uh, and caused the deflection. So I, it seems to me that this wide nine, you're sort of encouraging the defensive ends to rush too far upfield. And like an obvious weakness for the wide nine is the quarterback scramble through the B gap. I don't know. Yeah, and it's a it's it's built the weakness is built into that defense, it's built into the Y nine, it's built into Chris Kosarek's philosophy of being just an aggressive Yeah having an aggressive defensive defensive line. I mean That's hell, a super good philosophy it? against a, a stationary quarterback, but against a mobile quarterback it's like almost inviting him to destroy you. Yeah, but even and even going back to Salah, right? What was what was, what does Salah say? What was his philosophy? All gas, no breaks. Right. right? Right, uh, and maybe to to defend mobile quarterbacks, you need you need a little breaks, right? You need a little bit of breaks. But like, I think when you go back to the Georgia, the Georgia. To his camp, credit, what, though, to his credit, though, his final year when he didn't have Bosa, I thought he did, did a lot yeah, better, did. like bringing five man pressure. But he did have Jason Verrett. That being said, the Niners have Traverius Ward. Seems like that you right. There are things you could do. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, uh, and definitely things you can do against the. The lower tier end, like yeah. the guys that use him, Kyler Murray and things and things like that. Um, I think what, uh, an instance where you what you just brought yeah. up was Bosa rushing too far outside. If you did do like the mirror spy in that instance, you could have a Fred Warner or for a it. Greenlaw add on late. Waiting as for soon it. as yep. he sees that open beat, go. Yep. Yep. I mean, yep. Hell, in certain spots, yep. Jimmy Ward could do it. Yep. I love it. Yeah. You know, yeah. mix it up. I mean, between... If a quarterback sees the B gap open up like that, he's going to take it every time. Every time. You right. don't even have to run past the line of scrimmage, but if you step up, all of a sudden you're extending the play. And yeah. So, I mean, yeah. Jimmy Ward, you can, you can mix it up. Jimmy Ward can do it. Uh, you know, Jimmy Ward can do it. Uh, Greenlaw can do it. Um, right. But again, that's, uh, that's a fifth add on rusher. And what I'm just saying is, when you're defending a, mo- a stationary quarterback, you want to rush four, especially if you have good four rushers. But if you're defending a mobile quarterback, I like rushing five in, in different ways because you you take away that fifth gap. You take away that, that scramble lane, theoretically. I think, yeah. But I, I think the kind of what, what Georgia, what that Georgia video, what they're getting at is it's kind of like two gapping. You're you're doing the same thing where you're saying you're taking away all the gap, but it's a two gap because mm-hmm. you're – you're waiting for the you're waiting for Offense the quarterback to declare, to de- yeah. to declare and then yep. you're taking then you're taking the gap. Yeah, so I like it. Yep. They're kind of getting the best of both worlds. I think for the Niners to run it, they would have to run. They would have to, like I said, bastardize a little bit. They right. would have to drop. Right. They would have to put a defensive end on a back or uh, which they do sometimes. They do, but if they're not they, willing they to make do. wholesale changes like this, the, the they could just start with telling their DNs to stop running, rushing past quarterbacks who can move a little bit. And that includes freaking Der- J- Jared Stidham. Uh, I don't know if that includes – they don't have to really worry about Kirk Cousins in the play. Kirk Cousins. Okay. No, 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 no. They'll eat. You don't have to worry they'll about eat. him. And that's why they eat Kirk Cousins lunch. Another thing is, do you have to worry about Aaron Rodgers at this point in his career? You used to. You used to. I don't know anymore. I don't know. Jalen Hurts, yes. Know. Uh, uh, Burrow, I don't know. J- Josh Allen, yes. Mahomes, yes. Doesn't it, doesn't it feel like you want to say you don't have to worry about Rodgers, but then the Niners then, play Rodgers, and then and, and then gonna, he's gonna scramble around and he's gonna be like, well, okay, <laughs> I didn't know. Yeah, they just made him look so old in the past. But he did have that one game in the play, in the regular season last year where he beat him at Levi's. So I don't know. Josh Wyatt says problem with finding a quarterback in late rounds is only three years of team control. 
meaning the team has to make a decision after year two rather than year four. No, you got four years of team control. It's it's three years on the undrafted free agents, four years on rounds two to round seven, and f the fifth-year option is, is the first-round pick. That's why I think they took Purdy. I think they wanted to sign him as an undrafted free agent, but I think that they felt that there would be a bidding war for him and you'd only get three years. Right. So just take him in, the, in round seven and you'll get four years for him. Check it out. Over the cap, I think it's four years they get they get Purdy, which is good news. And, he's, and it's and he's like dirt, dirt cheap. Dirt. Like dirt. Yeah. Trey Lance is relatively cheap, right? But relatively. Like relatively, like eight, yeah. Eight, this guy's nine, making like million. 900K. Which means he doesn't have to be better than somebody. Like, he just allows the team to be freaking Alabama. You know what I'm saying? He allows the team to be that for the next three years, which is what's, it's the whole f philosophy of the team anyway. Don't be quarterback-centric. Right. Yeah. Perfect. All right, next question. Why has Talanoa Hafunga regressed so much since the first couple months of the season when he was <laughs> one of the best players in the team? He, like the first couple months of the season, I think people were people thought like were touting him as if he was the best player on the. On Talon, the he was freaking Troy Polamalu. <laughs> Boom, <laughs> Ronnie Lott. I I think he was still in the beginning of the year. He was still doing some of the things he's doing now. It's just really, you know, he's it's still true. doing the same sort of things. Um, true. Right now, he's week one, not kind of week one against Pettis. Week, same thing, right? Yeah, correct. Yep. Um, I think now he, and I believe in the last three or four weeks, right. He's given up, he's given up four touchdowns the last five touchdowns in the last four, four games. Sometimes five games. I said, yeah, so, sometimes confidence can be a negative thing, right? Because I you agree. get, you're like, Oh, I'm, I'm the man, right? I'm the man. Yep. Like, it's worked. Mm -hmm. It's worked. You know, taking chances have worked out great for me. So let me just take. Let me just do more. Like right, right. Let me. Just I'm the next Troy Polamalu. I'm gonna play like Troy played. Right. Uh huh. And he says all the right things, right? Like he's like, yes. oh, that's on me. I got to yeah. be better. But that only flies for so long, right? Like sooner right. or later, okay, you're recognizing it's you, but now you got to fix, fix it, it, man. Like fix it. Yeah. Fix it. Yeah. Because yeah. like, you're supposed to be the, the super smart, cerebral, does all his homework, asks the right questions in the meetings. All right, man, we'll stop blowing assignments because you're the guy in the secondary blowing assignments every freaking game and his touchdowns. Right. And and I think the bigger issue is that it's it's mental and discipline yes. disciplinary. It's not like he's just getting roasted because of because of his physical abilities. That's, he's blowing that's mental not assignments. It. Yeah, I right. totally agree. Like, I if a guy, if a, if yeah. if he was matched, if he was matched up on like Christian Watson and Watson just ran by him, whatever, like all right, like that's a, you know, bad matchup. I, I get bad it. matchup. Yeah, bad matchup. Yep. Bad matchup. Okay, yep. fine. Um, if Devonte Adams just like mossed the hell out of him or whatever and just made a great play, which okay. is what happened to Lenore last week. It's like, hey man, yeah. what are you gonna do? Yeah, you're Lenore. He's Adams. Yup, I I get it. Right. And by the way, according to Pro Football Reference, Lenore has has given up zero touchdowns on the air and. Uh, Talanoa Hufanga has given up at least six, at least six, because they said he only gave up one against the Raiders. I don't think they've decided who to give who to give yeah. uh, the first one to Waller. It, I mean, it looked like it was Talanoa's uh, guy. He ran right at Talanoa, but I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, six or seven. Yeah. And this is a defense that's given up nineteen touchdown catches this season. Nineteen. He's given up six or seven of them. 
He's he has two more than the next. He has twice as much as the next Niner, which is yeah, I don't it can't know, happen. A couple that we, it's it's making it's making me miss Tart. Tart, look, say what you want about Tart. He he didn't he won't you know he'll he'll drop the interception or whatever. He won't give up seven freaking touchdown catches in a season. No. Seven. He'll be and in the right spot. He won't bust coverages daily, weekly. I've always, when I've coached secondaries, I've I've always coached to play. I, I want them on, to play on the safer side because yeah. while interceptions are great and they're a great determining turnovers are a great determining factor of how to win yeah. of winning games. But you know what's a bigger determining Explosives. factor is touchdowns, 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 like, touchdowns. Like, yeah, <laughs> touchdowns. Like yeah, man. touchdowns for the, the other team. Touchdowns, touchdowns for dog. your team. Touchdowns. Yeah. So yeah. like four interceptions is is great, great right? That's what. Uh-huh. Great. But but how many six. of those were because he jumped a route, or how many of those were just because he was in the right place at the right time after a tip or an overthrow? Like he doesn't need to be super aggressive to pick off passes. Maybe you just need to be in the right place at the right time, like Tashawn Gibson was last week. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And but and I think that's to me that's they'll the come. way you coach it up. Yeah, so, like they'll just let them come, let them come to you. You don't not you don't have to like go out of your coverage to do it. And I think, and and when you do, you have to be super cerebral around it. I think uh, Robert Sala, I believe, a couple of years ago when he was with the Niners, he still he talked about that about you know, you know their the defensive players, especially. I think he's talking he's talking about specifically about Sherman. Like Sherman knew when to come out of of a coverage right. and take a chance, and when not to. Based on ten um, years of experience. Right. Yeah. And, and this guy, yeah. real quick, I mean, it seems to me that earlier in the season he was taking chances, Talanoa, but he was still doing his job and acting as most of the time one of eleven on defense. Now, I right. mean, you listen to what D'Amico said yesterday. He's playing hero ball, which means he thinks he's the man, and he needs to go above and beyond what's called and do. It's like you can't you can't play with a guy like that. The guy's got to be doing no. his job. You're one of eleven. I even I even thought last week. It got to the point where you they might have needed to sit him and get him to understand. Like, listen, you That's can't play like this. But like, you can't play right. like this. We're gonna play right. Warden Gibson until you go back to playing like you played in September and October. We know you can do it, man. And I get, I, I agree. This is mental, and this is him. This is too many people comparing him to Troy Palomalu. Like, whoa, that was whew, he was playing well. He was an upgrade over Tart. Start there. Stop, he's doing way too much. Your own coach said it, man. You're not a hero. Right. You're one of 11. And right do, now, you're the worst player on the defense. You are the liability. You're giving up touchdowns. Stop. Right. It, and, and I do think it's a big I, – I don't think you can understate that that he's called out by his, by his defense coach. Like his defensive coach specifically brought – was talked about him and called him he did it in a in a very soft way like yeah he did he did he did call he did call him out and um you know has when has D'Amico really called out players specifically uh nah so early on he's like you know it's been an eye discipline issue and then I follow up I'm like well let's talk about Talanoa he was so good but now he's giving up big plays what's the is it is it the eye discipline he was like yeah and then he starts talking about hero ball and all this stuff. It's like, yeah, man, it seems like he's sending Talanoa a message. I'm sure Absolutely. he said this stuff. 100%. Yeah, it's like – and also it's like, okay, so you're saying it publicly, and this has been happening for a while. I'm guessing you've been saying it in meetings, and now this is the next – okay, it's not getting across. You're making the same mistake. Well, now i got to say it. And he didn't go out there with a speech, but once someone asked the question, he was like, well, here it is. Let's go. So, yeah, Talanoa, did you get the memo? Did you get the memo? You you don't need to be the guy who has a feeling and makes a play every game. 
Just don't be the guy that gives up the touchdown every game, and the Niners will win the Super Bowl most likely. It's, it kind of feels like the Niners didn't make win the Super Bowl last year because of the strong safety position. Don't be the reason this year. Yeah. Uh, to me, I don't. I don't feel that I didn't win because of strong safety. I thought they didn't win the Super Bowl last year. They feel that though. Position. They feel that. But, but you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Of course. <laughs> You weren't going to win that game with 17 points. Kenny Kenny 757 says, thanks for the Huff video. Sometimes it's better to see your mistakes in order to correct them, and he and D. Ryans need to adjust and correct them now. I just put up a video earlier of all the touchdowns he gave up this year. And what's interesting to me about it is there's only one where he's actually in coverage on the guy. Everyone else is a busted coverage. Uh, and I only made the video because Brian's brought it up, and I, bought, I made a video earlier this week about Purdy's misses because Kyle brought it up. Um, so just wanted to show you what the coaches are talking about. Tanyan says, how do you guys feel about the Seahawks playing at one and the Lions and Packers playing at five, meaning the Lions could get eliminated before they play? I haven't thought about that. I think the NFL has. <laughs> they don't want... Uh, so they don't I, want the Lions in the playoffs. They want Packers, right? I, I think they they want that game to mean something, right? So they... I forgot what it is. They, they need... They want. They're going to want that game to meet, have meaning. So mm. they need. They want that game to be basically a play in your, you know, win in your end scenario. Got it. So that everyone's watching that game. I think that's the. Isn't the isn't that game the Sunday night football game? The Lions and. Dude, you think I would cover the NFL? But I just cover the the Forty ers Basically, I don't know. Sorry. You could come Forty Niners and Tacos. You know. 49ers and tacos. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, so, what do you think the odds are of Robert Sala returning to the Niners next year? That would involve him getting fired by the Jets. You live out there, although you've been spending a lot of time in Brazil, which is not in the United States. It's in a different, it's in a different hemisphere. Continent. But continent is the word that I was looking for. You sometimes live in New Jersey, which is which is where the Jets play. So what what are you hearing? What is keeping your ear to the street? What are you hearing about full, Robert? Well, full disclosure, you are not we're not rooting for Robert Sala to lose his job. Right? Never would root. Like, never would root for no. That. We no. We want, Robert Sala is a really good guy, and we want yeah. him to stay on the Jets. Absolutely. And, you know. Yeah. Um, He's only had two years. Yeah. So yeah. if he were to get fired, I, I think. Everybody believes that it's a foregone conclusion that uh, D'Amico Ryan is going to get a head coaching job. Um, I mean, I think the Niners would probably have to – their defense would have to fall apart for him to not. Um, what happened last that week? That Yeah. I'm just saying, I, I no, wouldn't be I, so certain that D'Amico's going to get that head coaching job, but we'll see. It's, but, it it, it I mean, 100% depends on what he does in the playoffs. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, right. Correct. Correct. If, yeah. if the Niners' defense returns to form in the playoffs or – I don't even know if they need to return to form, but if they're respectable in the playoffs, if they're able to make plays, and certainly if they win the Super Bowl, right? Um, mm-hmm. I, I think he'd be, he'd be up for a job. Uh, so if D'Amico does leave and Robert Sala were to get fired, wouldn't it be almost seamless transition to just bring Sala back? And just oh, absolutely. Right? Yes. <laughs> like Now, would that be best for Sala's career? I don't know. I don't know that... The, would he need to? Would it be better for him to go to another team, another defense, and turn that defense around so that he can then get another shot at a coaching job? Or because I, I, I thought of this before coming on, 
would it hinder his coaching career for him to come back to the Niners, coach his defense up again, they'll be excellent. Would he then get credit for that? Or would they just be like, oh, well, the Niners, they always turn out a good defense. Is it really Salah? I don't know. That's a good question. That's a good question. Depends. Well, if they don't win the Super Bowl this year, he could come back and then have be like, well, I'll make him a Super Bowl champion. If they do win the Super Bowl this year, how do you improve on that? Unless the Correct. defense was, uh, you know, fell, like, fell, falls apart. In which case, D'Amico probably wouldn't get hired. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm sure the Niners one. would offer it to I'm you sure know, the but, oh, Hold on. Let's look at it from the Jets' perspective, though. Are they going to fire Robert Sala after two years? Do you Is that what they're talking about in, Jer- in Jersey? Because that seems a little hasty. I, I, I saw it around the internet. That's what made me bring it up to well, you. Well, if it's on the internet, you know it's true. No, I saw it too. I yeah. saw something like some report that the Jets' uh, owner might not be happy with them. Look, it seems to me that the reason – like they were a really good team and then they fell apart. Their entire offensive line got hurt. Brees Hall got hurt. He's really good. And their their quarterback, uh, one is terrible and one got hurt. So, I don't know. We, we gave Kyle Shanahan the injury excuse a million times. Does, does Salah not get the injury excuse? And do you really hold Zach Wilson against him or the general manager who, who picked him? I think – I also think uh, that some of it is stemming from two big names that are floating around out there, which are Jim Harbaugh and uh, mm. Sean Payton. So, it's like mm. – if. If Harbaugh is like, "Hey, I, I'll I want go that to the, job. I'm coming to the, I'm coming to the Jets. I'll, I'll take that job. I like that." Then job. it's like, "Hey, Robert, if you, thank you yeah. very much." Yeah, I see that. So he could be at the mercy of Jim and, and Peyton. And of yeah. course, if you want, if you're going to fire a defensive coach, you always flip and hire an offensive coach after that. Um, so yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah, uh, Robert, I can see that. It's not necessarily that you deserve to get fired. It's that you know. Teams make hasty decisions, and they might want because, like, they're going to need a new co- uh, quarterback next year, right? So, yeah. So, are you going to bring him in for Sala, or are you going to bring him in for some offensive coach? I don't know. Uh, like, would it wouldn't that be like the Jim Harbaugh job? It's like it's got the defense and everything ready, and you just come that's, in. That Sala built. Yeah, that's great. That's really <laughs> great. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> isn't that sort of what happened uh, just like to the to the Broncos this year? Like, they had a really good team, young team, good defense that Vic Fangio made. They get rid of him. They bring in an offensive coach and a quarterback and say, we're good now. That's going to be the Jets yeah. next year. They're going to bring in Jimmy Garoppolo and Jim Harbaugh, and they're going to say, we're good now. Uh-huh. And good then, luck. And, then and, and Jimmy Garoppolo will win. Like, he's going to win 12 games and then be like, oh, look, it's Jimmy. Jimmy turned the whole thing, whole thing around. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I don't really see Robert Sala getting fired. Um, I guess you know, unless one, unless Sean Payton says I really want to coach the Jets, maybe, maybe, ah, could happen. I guess. I guess you just laid it out. What about another guy, Mike McDaniel? Apparently, is on the hot seat. The, the, the Dolphins are not happy. He's lost a ton of games in a row. Um, I don't know if you say he got his quarterback hurt, but his quarterback's gotten hurt, and it's very controversial. What do you think the odds are of Mike McDaniel coming back to the 49ers? I would say low just because I do – If I, I think the odds that he gets, gets fired are pretty are, – pretty are low. low. And then yeah. I would say the odds he would come back because wouldn't he get an offer to be an offensive coordinator somewhere? Like I would think call, so. Call, I would think actually so. Actually, like call yeah. the Or offense. he might even get a, a job as a head coach. I mean, I would think a lot of people would want the offense. Because here's, here's the thing about McDaniel. His defense is trash. 
He did not pick that defensive coach. It was the, the ownership made him keep him. That was Flores' defensive coordinator. And I think it's clear that this guy is not – Flores was the good defensive mind. So, I don't know. I mean, some teams might feel like, you know, maybe there's something there with Mike McDaniel. I don't know. He, he certainly would – I think he thought a, if he didn't want a job in the NFL, I'm sure he would get a head coaching college offers if, yeah, he, wanted, if he wanted it. I mean, yeah, I think, definitely. Relate. Certainly, I do. I don't know why he wouldn't get offense offensive coordinator offers. And I mean, they could name him offense coordinator in San Fran, but right, like he's not going to be the, the actual yeah. offense coordinator because Kyle's on the play. That's true. He could be a he could be a big time offensive coordinator for a team. I mean, you know, yeah. honestly, he could go coach with Robert Sala in uh, New York if if Sala keeps his job. Because one thing about Sala, um, I don't believe in Mike Lafleur. I don't. And I think that the Jets have a good thing going over there and they can get a new quarterback and that Salah's a hell of a coach and their defense is legit and their running back's legit and they have good talent, but I don't believe in, in Mike LaFleur at all. And I think that team needs a new offensive coordinator and a, a serious inf- infusion of quality control. But, uh, you know, I mean, I can't. If your guy, if your guy Ken Dorsey gets a head coaching job, whatever, this year, the guy that you've been touting, <laughs> the guy. Mike Budano already, already knows the division. And what it, if the Bills don't win the Super Bowl? It probably would be because they can't effectively run the ball. Why not bring in a guy that knows about a little bit about running the football? Let him have Josh Allen get a running game. And the way you I go. Like it. I like it. Kevin says he's a new member. Thank you, Kevin Perryman White. Appreciate you. Michael Bowen, just a straight up donation. Thank you. Josh Wyatt says I don't think the Niners can beat Mahomes, Burrow, Hurts, or Allen without turning them over. Maybe Huff's style is worth the risk. Can you really stop those guys playing conservative coverage? I mean, can you really stop those guys if you're giving up touchdowns, though? I mean, long ones? I don't no. know, man. I They turned I, I, Yeah. They turned they turned uh Holmes over in the Super Bowl and they lost. They did. They turned him over um, twice, didn't they? Yes. And they yeah. Fred Warner yes. and Tarvarius Moore. Yeah. They the problem twice. the problem yeah. yeah. The the problem there was they couldn't score. Couldn't score. Couldn't score. <laughs> 20 points. Not going to get it done. Right. And then last year, 17. This right. is why I feel like, you know, actually they could use a conservative safety at this point. Like, they're scoring hella points. Just stop giving it back to them. How many Wait. times do we have to look at a guy completely wide-ass open in the secondary? Like, it's JV football. That doesn't happen in the end. Wide open? Nah. Come on, man. Stop. That's... that's- Right. That that's the whole that's yeah. that's the whole philosophy. Like just just let them make the mistake let them make the mistakes and then let your offense kick ass and score like it's supposed to do, like and yeah. then win the game. Yeah. Yeah. And if you can't do that, then you gotta sit and you gotta put Ward back in safety. I'm sorry. Michael Bowen says, Can we talk about getting pressure opposite Nick? Um Well, they're paying uh, a lot for Eric Armstead, who's supposedly a great player. Uh and then um I'm just saying, like, what about him? Uh, but, yeah, like, I actually like Jordan Willis and Samson Ebukam, but they're not those guys. You're not paying them a ton of money. They're not D4. Right. You know, they're like um, edge setters. I think they're – I think they're hoping they're, – they're hoping their they're draft pick from this year, you know, develops. Um, and he might, but not, I don't think – I don't think this It's not going to happen right? this like, year. No. Nah, yeah. The, plus, the, 
the Niners always like they they get their guys to work in the second year, right? Like the it's first true. year. <laughs> no. It's true. Um, well, they want to have a very strong, grown man physical team, and how many rookies fit that criteria? Like Bosa, and that's it. Yeah. You know, like it's tough. Yeah, but they do a good job of getting these players, you know, pumped up by their second year. They do, and the ones that yeah. don't get pumped up tend to not stay on the team very long. Look at Dante. All right. Catching strays. Michael Bowen, we got you. Zach says, which team are you most scared of in the first round? I'm not Green scared. Bay. I don't play for the 49ers. But they should be Green most Bay. scared of Green Bay. I feel like that's a team that's playing its best football. And I don't think the Niners are I've, right now. I've said this I've said this, and people give me flack, but I think if they play the Green Bay in the first round, I think the Niners are going to lose. Oof. I mean, I can see it, right? Like, if you're getting burned down the field by freaking – Jared Stidham and Taylor Heineke, you might want to fix that before you face Aaron Rodgers. Because at the yeah. beginning of the year, I was like, man, he has no weapons. Well, Christian Watson's a weapon, and Aaron Jones is great. Um, so that's two guys. Dobbs is a weapon. That's three. I don't know. In, in, in the NFL, it's not the best. It's not the best team. It's like the best team at the end of the year that wins. Right. That win, the best and the hel- and the healthiest, right? Right. Um. And we've seen this before. A team, a team gets hot, and then the other thing is, like, I know the Niners own own Green Bay, but if you own a team until you don't, and that exactly. happened last year with the Rams, like, like oh, we we won seven in a row against the Rams, and then it didn't. Also, matter. the the Packers beat the Niners in Levi's last season. That happened last season. So yeah, it was close. Packers got the ball back late, drove down the field, won. Remember? I remember. I yeah. remember. Yeah. So. You remember that it? would be one. You remember, I would be one, especially when the Niners are now all of a sudden kind of a passing team. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I, also, it, I mean that that secondary is really good. Maybe the Niners can run all over that that team with with Elijah Mitchell and Debo and stuff. But I it's hope hard I'm to throw wrong. on Jair. I hope. Yeah. I hope. I hope they play the Packers and they whoop the Packers and you know. And I uh, think they're going to get the number what, one what? seed, man. I think Philly's going to collapse and lose to the Giants. Yeah, I think Philly's going down. Would would it be funny if they got the number one seed and then the NFL, you know, restructures this playoff and adds the eight team and then the, they don't get a buy? I don't think it's gonna happen though. <laughs> RS says I don't understand the Green Bay fear. You guys looking at who they beat? Well, they just smacked Minnesota last week, but Minnesota's gotten smacked by a few teams. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I still think the Niners should be able to go to the Super Bowl this year. Uh, about if you had to look at one team, they don't want to face like it ain't Seattle. Like bring on Seattle. I don't know. That's just what I look at. I, I forgot to ask you, or, or to ask you, put this in the topic. But I think I don't think anyone I've seen people talk about this in regards to Purdy, and uh, which is, don't you think it's relevant how his team feels about him? Because we've talked about this um, with Jimmy, right? Like they had such a problem getting away from Jimmy because the team believed in him, the starters believed in him, and all of that. Yeah. And now if you're talking about a potential quarterback competition in the future, don't you think it'll be really difficult yeah. to have a competition when the entire roster believes in this quarterback, right? Because you've yeah. seen guys who, who have talked up Lance, like Ayuk, who's now talking yeah. up Purdy, right? Yeah. <laughs> right? I, agree. I agree. So I don't think you've got, you can discount that. And per, like Purdy's, 
Purdy's earned, every time every game he wins, every time he wins and plays and plays well, he's earning the trust of his teammates. And right. that's not something, you know, that Lance can How do you Lance trump that by have. with a like, good How can't. do you trump that with with a good training camp or a good preseason? You can't. You can't. Like You can't. Like Brock would Brock would have to literally probably throw like 25 interceptions in camp and Lance would have to be awesome. No, Brock is like, is sewing this job up right now. Uh, only way he gives it away is if he has like a Brian Hoyer playoff game where you're like, oh, okay, that's not the guy. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because right now he looks like the yes. guy. So, but I also do think that I don't I don't think the the Niners would move Lance without some sort of plan because I do think I think they're deathly scared of injuries at the quarterback position. I know you know right. we know that Jimmy is injury right. prone, but. It hasn't just been Jimmy that's gotten injured. It's been other quarterbacks too. So, but you can always um, get another backup quarterback. I just feel like at a certain point, Trey's not going to be happy with just being a backup quarterback in his third year. He needs to play. And if you believe in Brock and want him to be your starter, then <sighs> Trey is a trade chip. I mean, he's a backup quarterback, but he's worth more to you. As a, you can get a backup quarterback. He's a trade chip. And the longer you keep him on the bench and stunt his growth and don't let him play, I think the less he's worth – so the Niners got to figure that out. If they just see him as a backup quarterback for for Brock moving forward, then you might get more out of him as to just trade him now, get Dude. something, get a second round pick, and and you know sign a guy, draft a guy, bring in two. I don't know. But, right. I would but, we're getting ahead of ourselves, but it's worth talking about. Yeah, 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 yeah. I would, and I would say to that, figure it out earlier than later. So like, yeah. you don't wait for all the guys to get signed in free agency, all the all the decent backup quarterbacks to get signed right. in free agency, and then you're like left with like Nate Sudfeld. Uh, you don't want that. No. But it seems to me that if the Niners can draft a guy like Brock Purdy in the later rounds, then maybe they've – they're a good drafting team. Maybe they've sort of found something that they can – a template that they can use yeah. to draft another quarterback next year. I suggest DTR from UCLA. But I'm sure there's some there's a guy that they know. Adam Peters is all over it. He's, he's on the case. Do it again. Run it back. Draft another one. Yeah. You know what I'm saying. And, you know, at a certain right point, again, if, if Brock is the guy and you want him, fine. No problem with that. Let Trey go. Let my Trey Lance go, please. He deserves to have a, a career somewhere, too. Don't just hold him hostage and ruin Because I feel like the longer you hold him hostage, the harder it is for him to reach his potential. You know? Yeah, I'd agree, I'd agree with that. So, do the right thing. Yeah. Sidney Johnson also, says, I f- what? I was just gonna say, I I, uh, I heard you thought total was one person. Yeah, I really messed that up. It was really embarrassing. <laughs> I even I I was like, oh, you know, total. She's really underrated. That she there was like like <laughs> it's three people. I'm like, I should have just shut up. I should have kept my mouth shut. Total was also a serial too. Good serial. Sydney says, I've, I I feel with the prayer to Demar Hamlin recovery, the Bills are going to ball out. Your thoughts. Oh boy, that's that's beyond me, man. I don't know, but yeah, yeah they I definitely don't... have something to play for, right? I think that every, everyone in the, in the league and everyone I think in the sports world is behind Demar Hamlin. How could you not be? Alex says, "Think Kyle will limit CMC since Mitchell back now." I would hope so. Let's uh, talk about that real I quick, would... though. Your approach to the final game of the season. Let's look. Let's talk about it. So the the Cardinals really suck. And it almost looks like they're tanking, considering how many people they're not playing. But the Niners almost lost last week to a 6-10 and 10 team. They gave up 500 yards. They gave up 34 points. As a coach, are you saying, I'm sitting X, 
X number of starters? Or are you saying, I'm playing my guys until they quit, and then I'm taking my guys out? Grant, I haven't, I haven't looked this up, but is, and I think it's probably the case. Is the the Philly Giants game is that going to be determined? The outcome going to be determined? Before same time. The, They're playing the same time. Unfortunately, the same time. Same time. Yeah, you think I would that, think, but they are. Uh, ouch! That's yeah. I think you got to try to play for the one seed. Then you got to play I, for the I one think, seed, right? Yeah. Yeah, um, I think you play I, for the one seed, but if yeah, but like you have some, you have some sort of plan, I guess, and you keep you keep an eye. Like if Philly, you keep an eye. The Giants, they, yeah, yeah, you keep an eye. If, yeah, if Philly's blowing, if Philly's blowing the, the Giants, and you can be like, all right, well, you know, it's nothing to go for here. But you also can't lose the game, and I so, think Minnesota plays in the morning. So if Minnesota wins, if Minnesota loses, and the and the Eagles are blowing out the Giants, you can definitely sit your guys. But if Minnesota wins you got to win this game right got to win this game so i i i think mccaffrey's going to start i think everyone's going to play and kyle's going to be looking to take the guys out as soon as possible but that's up to them like not doing what they did last week not playing down to their opponent not giving up 60 yard touchdowns to unguarded players because you had a feeling you thought you saw something that the kind of defense stuff. has to the defense has to play better than last, than last week. I thought the offense the offense were, yeah the offense like was a, fine last week. The defense was putrid, and how do you know they couldn't stop the run? Now Josh Jacobs, good player, but it's they yeah. made that Raiders offensive line look phenomenal. It's not, it's really not. It's okay. It's an offensive line, and they just just dominated the best D line in football, which tells me the Niners D line was not did not come to play. And Bosa essentially said so after the game. So come to play. Otherwise, yeah, it's a game. To. Otherwise, it's a freaking game. RS says trade Trey Lance to Seattle or Miami. See how good he is. Trade him inside the division. I don't think so. Seattle's going to draft a quarterback, I believe, when they're top. See, that's three, what, what complicates the tr- the trade market for Lance. If you were a team that needed a quarterback, would you trade for Trey Lance, who hasn't played in three years, or would you just draft a quarterback? Depends. Depends. You know what I'm saying? I might just yeah. rather have Bryce Young or whoever, you know, Will Levies or whoever. Who, whomever. I, co- I, co- I coached against Will Levis. Oh, Levis. Yeah. Levis. Yeah. Did Gross you? Did you? Did you just shut him down? No, I had no. I did not shut him down. I had a. I could. We were all like, we were playing all sophomores and stuff. It was a bad. Situation. Oh, excuses. Yeah, you, you had injury. Yeah. <laughs> 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 nice faithful saying. Just saying, Chiefs almost lost to the Broncos, twenty-seven, twenty-four. Yeah, the Niners almost lost to the. I guess you do play down to opponents every once in a while, huh? Huh? Yeah, I am kind of rooting. I know it's Seattle, but I am kind of rooting for the Broncos to like. Actually, I don't think it's possible now, but I was before. I wanted to see. I wanted to see Seattle get the number one overall pick, <laughs> just because like it'd be funny. It'd be funny for them to trade away Russell Wilson and then get the number one overall pick out of it and just laugh at the Broncos. That would be great. That would be great. Oh, anyway, uh, go have a good day in Sao Paulo. I just gave away your coordinates though. Now, now, you're, now they're gonna find you. The government's got you. Uh oh. Yeah. Thanks for watching, everyone. Good to see you, Coach. Likewise. Take care. All right.